Charm. All right, so I say my friend is so dumb, you say, how dumb is he? Okay, we got this. All right, my friend is so dumb. All right, he's so dumb. <clears throat> he's so dumb. Okay, my friend is so dumb. All right, there. All right, well, anyway, he's so dumb that he heard that red meat was bad for you, so now he waits until it turns brown to eat it. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, but women love big dicks, huh? Yeah. And then on the other end of the spectrum, have you all seen these new Kodak panoramic cameras that take the, the wide photos? They take these incredibly wide photos. Yeah, I think it's great. Finally, something I can use to take a photo of my ex-wife's fat ass. <laughs> uh, actually, I should talk, huh? <laughs> yeah, I read in the paper the other day about these people fighting for the right to die. Yeah, now I've heard everything. Can you imagine? So, anyway, I was working on a routine the other day on a notepad, and my, my manager sees it, and he says, uh, Neil, your spelling is atrocious. And I said, well, maybe I'm working on a dialect routine. I mean, come on. All right. I figured out a way recently to save money on an oil change and lube. Jack off into the engine. <laughs> Okay, yeah, if your car's stalling, try some balling. Why waste money on gas? Screw your car in the ass. <sighs> so, hey, did any of you ever get this uh, kind of a numbness in your toes? There must be some sort of circulation problem. Huh. Yeah. Well, th this isn't part of the routine. It's just that I thought somebody might know something about this. I don't often get the chance to talk to people normally. I, I travel so much. There's really no time for a, a doctor's appointment. So. Any, any doctors in the audience tonight? Anybody? All right. Well, I got robbed the other day. Yeah. Yeah, I made a joke at the Burger King drive through window and no one laughed. Just like now. We just got pickled. All he does is sit in his room and listen to Neil Hamburger records and laugh his little monkey head off. It's really getting on my nerves. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, Pickles, knock it off. We're trying to practice back here. Hey, Pickles, come on, what's the deal with that Neil Hamburger anyway? I mean, yay, dumb monkey. What's so great about Neil Hamburger?
He floats my boat. He's got 50 jokes for 50 steaks. 200 pounds of hamburger short sounds great. America's funny man, he's all right. Neil Hamburger is out of sight because he's got The world's funny man, he's all right. Neil Hamburger is When I'm in my room, I'm good to go. With comedy records on my stereo. When the needle hits the groove, I have a ball. Blue or wholesome, I love them all. Cheech and Chong talking about smoking grass. Red Fox said you gotta wash your ass. There's knockers up, my son, the folk singer. Let's get small and that ain't my finger. Dab Sugar Willie from North Philly. Rudy Ray Moore and Phyllis Dilly. Wild Man Steve and the Funky Tramp. Bell Bart and the Crepidation Champ. There's Gallagher's Melon, the first family. The tooth Still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard there the Goblins from Chicago featuring pickles with the Neil Hamburger theme, He's Dynamite, from the Canned Ham Reimagined LP, as performed by today's Topped artist. Da-dud. And when you say the word da-dud, you can only think of one thing. Neil Hamburger! And today in the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show, Neil Hamburger, we also played a little bit, a little while back there, Neil Hamburger plays tribute to Princess Die, and that was from 1998. And we also snuck in there a bit of raw hamburger from the Drag City release from 1998. As well, the 7-inch, the tribute to Princess Die was on a 7-inch recording on the, actually, no record label listed, but recorded live in Melbourne, Australia. Coming up, an interview with Neil Hamburger. Now, Neil Hamburger's good buddies, Canned Ham, who are very, very good friends with Canned Ham, are... Uh, and Neil Hamburger and vice versa and little baby Jesus are going to be having their annual Christmas show. This is the Canned Ham annual Christmas show with a special Christmas record. It'll be unleashed and we're going to play a couple tracks from that as well. And that is on Friday, December the 7th at the Royal Unicorn at 147 East Pender in Chinatown in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. That's the Candham Christmas Show. And we're going to play a couple tracks from Candham featuring Neil Hamburger after the encounter with Neil Hamburger on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. So please do check out Candham's Christmas Show 
This is December 7th, 1999, plus eight makes it 2007 at the Royal Unicorn, 147 East Pender in Chinatown. Here is the Pharaohs from Victoria and then Neil Hamburger. My name is Neil Hamburger. I'm America's uh, $1 funny man, and uh, which works out well here in Canada, where I think our dollars are now on par with each other. You know what? You really resemble Neil Hamburger. Edward Greenspan, don't you? Edward Greenspan? He was the guy in charge of the Fed in the States. Who do people say you resemble, Neil Hamburger? Uh, people have said I look very much like actress Phoebe Cates from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's probably the one I hear the most. So you are America's number one funny man or are you the world's number one funny man? What are you today, Neil Hamburger? Well, I'm Ameri- I was America's number one funny man, and then I was the world's number one funny man, but then we lost uh, the license on those phrases, so we had to turn it over to uh, America's $1 funny man and the world's $1 funny man. Now, where does America's teen funny man come in? Because you've been called that too, haven't you? Well, I'm also known as America's youngest comedian, which, is, of course, is an honor, and I'd like to thank those who bestowed me with that honor. 
Now, Neil Hamburger, how would people describe a Neil Hamburger show? Well, it, it, most of them would say it was, it was a nightmare. It was uh, not, not the best night that they've had. Uh, people uh, have left sometimes during the show without describing it. Uh, they might mutter under their breath, but we don't, uh, we're not privy to what they actually said. How can there ever be a bad Neil Hamburger show, Neil Hamburger? Well, I, I personally don't believe that there, there ever was. I mean, I am giving every ounce that I have to give. And you watch a lot of these bands that uh, you play on your network. These guys are slobs who don't even try. They don't uh, make the effort to dress up. You see what I'm wearing? If you can get this on film, this costs money to dry clean and to maintain some of these uh, dirty bands, you know, these filthy uh, rock and roll bands or some of the dance type of music are wearing, uh, you can smell under their, their underarms, you know, if they walk by you on the streets and they have uh, old food and the facial hair and that whole scene. And uh, that is unacceptable. And, and the people watching should not put up with it. Uh, you deserve better. How do you turn the haters into lovers, Neil Hamburger? Well, with a couple of jokes, normally. That's all it takes. That's what they're there for, is to laugh their fool heads off. Are there haters in the audience? And have you seen the haters turn into lovers, Neil Hamburger? It's usually the, the lovers that uh, turn, turn into the haters when you don't do, uh, you know, your greatest hit or whatever, and then they get angry. You might have read a situation where, uh, what is the guy uh, from the, the, the Beatles that died? Paul McCartney. He was doing a show, and he refused to play, uh, you know, one of their big hits, Sgt. Peppers or whatever, and an angry uh, lynch mob chased him through the streets of, uh, of Russia with a noose over that, you know? So you got to do your hits. And I've made the mistake sometime of skipping some of my most beloved jokes, and I've paid the price. I guess I was thinking, what sort of price have you paid, i.e., what sort of stuff has been thrown at Neil Hamburger? Well, in, uh, in England, now I was touring over in England with uh, those lovable rascals, Tenacious D, and uh, we played some big, big venues. We're talking uh, football stadiums and things, you know? And those kids there, they have a coin in England. You don't have it here. It's called the two pence. And these things are, uh, th these are the size of your head. Get a shot of his head. These are big coins. And, and they will heave those things at, and they will just bounce off your skull, and they're slicing you, uh, you know, the whole thing. Very painful. And if somebody throws a ketchup packet, as happened recently in uh, Camden, New Jersey, that's not such a problem. You know, you, you get the hose, you go to a car wash after the show, get, spray yourself with a car wash, the high-pressure hose, and the ketchup comes right out, you know? Neil Hamburger, it's all about timing your movement, so isn't it? Well, you know, at the bigger venues, the large, you know, the Tenacious D-type uh, venues, uh, you, the, the stage is 45 feet off the ground, and the person in the front row is half a mile back from you. So they, they can't hit you, you know. They'll throw things. They'll throw things till they're blue in the face, but generally they're going to miss you. You do get the odd, uh, you know, usually there are dart experts, people uh, who have won uh, ping-pong tournaments and things. They're more accurate. That's who will nail you. That's who you have to watch out for. Those people line their coats with uh, frozen uh, cubes of soup, and it melts on the way in the air, and by the time it hits you, you know, ruined. But after seeing a particular joke, Neil Hamburger, and we're speaking here to Neil... Uh, hamburger. Neil Hamburger, is there a certain way you move after telling a joke? Because you can anticipate somebody throwing something. Yeah, you get good at it, but m mainly you have to have the eye-foot coordination that any good athlete has it and any uh, 
failed comedian has it. And so as you see the item coming, you're, you're, you want to tell the punchline just in time so when the last word is out of your mouth, you step to the side and the object goes right by you. That is, that is professionalism. That's what Bob Hope had in the, in the, in the final days of his life when people would uh, fill the condoms, you know, with uh, bodily fluids and, and he hurl those at Bob Hope. He got real good at avoiding that. Neil Hamburger, when you're playing with Tenacious D, what joke caused the crowd to turn? You know, it was strange. The one that they did not like was a joke at the expense of those, uh, those uh, degenerate uh, pigs, Pink Floyd. Any mention of Pink Floyd, and everybody would just scream and yell. We were in Great Britain, and I was telling jokes about uh, the late uh, Princess Diana. Didn't go over too well. But when you bring out the Pink Floyd, boy... The kids, they must be just icons to the youth of our generation. And that's sad because the music is of poor quality. What was the Pink Floyd joke that made them all turn on you? Well, it's not even uh, one of the better jokes, but uh, it is, uh, why did, uh, did Al-Qaeda, under the direction of uh, Mr. Osama bin Laden, burn in a public town square in Kabul, Afghanistan, over 10,000 copies of Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon album. Well, because it's a horrible album. <laughs> Baboom! That's what I say, but uh, yeah, the kids weren't having any of it. Neil Hamburger, when you're looking on the audience there, I understand that you pick somebody in the audience and you focus on them even though you can't see them. Like if you're at Madison Square Garden, you'd pick on one person in the audience, pretend that you can actually see them when you actually can't. That's how you get through the show. So do you work for Carrot Top or something? Where are you getting this uh, insider information? Are you tapping my phones or uh, do you have some, some sort of radio wave into the brain? Or you're, you're with Carrot Top's people, aren't you? I think it might have been from one of your poolside chats that I learned that. Oh, yes, yes. Well, thank you for mentioning my very popular uh, Internet uh, television show currently airing over at TomGreen.com. Thanks for bringing that up. I would have forgotten completely. Neil Hamburger, do you pick out somebody in the audience? Is that how you get through it? Because you're at Madison Square Garden, you're picking on somebody. You really do pick somebody out, even though you can't see the person, right? That's a little hint from Neil Hamburger, right? I know you don't want to give your secrets, but that is a hint, isn't it, Neil Hamburger? It, it's important to be focused. I'll say that much. Neil Hamburger, what sort of gifts have you got from the crowd? Did you at one time get a pitcher of water? Yeah, we got a pitcher of water, jeez, uh, I think about six months ago, somebody... Uh, had that hand-delivered uh, to my hotel room, which was a real, real uh, mark of success when you have fans, a fan base that dedicated. And, Neil, you've done record signings at Value Village? We did one back uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, at the Value Village. That's right. We, we sold a couple of 25-cent uh, records. Neil Hamburger, your particular gel that you use, what is it? It's a special gel that you use, isn't it? Yes, it's, uh, it's imported. It's from Australia. It's called New Wave Hard Rock Gel. And uh, it is the most amazing product, and it is very sad that it's only available in one country. Neil Hamburger, Harp Magazine said, quote, Neil Hamburger died last week at a truck stop payphone. Did, uh, Neil, I was, somebody told me that I was dead recently, and I wondered where they heard that. That was in Harp Magazine. What are people doing? Are they out to get you? Are there people out to get Neil Hamburger? Why would they say Neil Hamburger is dead? Well, you know, you get the agents for Carrot Top, because we're in direct competition, you know. Uh, and and the, he's got people all over the country trying to sabotage my career, you know. 
And that's what that was, more of his, his uh, crap. Can you say that in Canada, crap? Yeah? Neil Hamburger, when you're on stage, do you increase bar sales at places that you're performing at? That is the only thing I'm good for in life. That is uh, sort of my destiny, uh, much as, as Christ uh, was, was born and died so that we all may have eternal life. I was born and will die uh, to help sales of Pabst Blue Ribbon and uh, Stoli Vodka. And why is that, Neil Hamburger? I don't know, because none of these uh, distilleries and breweries or anything have a, a second to spend talking to me about it. They just collect the money and uh, pitch me out the back door when they're done, you know? Record bar sales every time Neil Hamburger performs. Yeah, you know, I think there must be something in these jokes. But honestly, what it is is that a lot of the people that come out to my shows have severe emotional troubles, severe problems, uh, broken hearts, maybe they're lonely. Uh, maybe they have uh, some sort of debilitating uh, mental illness of some sort, and they come out because they want to forget their problems for one night and just laugh and have a great time, laugh their heads off, you know? And when it doesn't work, they hit the bottle. Neil Hamburger, what's it like judging a drunken spelling bee? Oh, boy, that is really a lot of fun because uh, if I screw up and uh, mispronounce the word or whatever, nobody knows because they're all wasted out of their minds, you know. you got people coming up to spell a word and tripping, falling flat on their face. Uh, it is, I think, probably the most significant new trend of this decade, and uh, I'm very glad to be on the ground floor. But we're going to be doing more drunken spelling bees in the very near future. Neil Hamburger, your poolside chats is a very, very popular show, a television uh, show on the internet. Now, at this point, indications are we have, with Poolside Chats, the third most popular live-to-air internet talk show on the internet. And one of the people you talked to was Jack Grisham from TSOL, right? That's right. He was a very, very great guest, a real gentleman. Some of the things that he said in past, not necessarily on your show, are quite interesting. Jack Grisham has said, quote, punk is to screw girls and steal. Yeah, you know, he has his agenda, but he's still a, a gentleman. I stand by that. And getting hurt is healthy. That's what Jack Grisham has said. Getting hurt is healthy. Is it healthy, Neil Hamburger? And I'll, another thing about him is he's a great father. He's got a, a kid, and he's just a really wonderful, sweet man. And uh, he says all kinds of things, you know, but, but we all do. I know you've said a few things that uh, you don't want to be quoted on, do you? Exactly, Neil Hamburger. Very much so. And Neil Hamburger, one thing you're not afraid to talk about is K-Fed. You love K-Fed. Well, I wouldn't say I love him, but he has, uh, he has been an inspiration recently uh, as a parent where, uh, you know, Britney's dropped the ball. Hey, I have a joke for you. Can we do jokes on this? Yes, there? time for some jokes. Do you do jokes in Canada, or did Carrot Top uh, pass some sort of law so that he's the only one that gets to do that? Ba-boom! All right, uh, what do you call... What do you call the creatures who are growing in the pile of old potato chip wrappers and discarded G-strings behind Britney Spears' house? Her children. Baboom, Neil. Uh, hamburger is is the name. And Neil, what about Paris Hilton? You got one for Paris Hilton? Oh boy, do I, I, I have so many. All right, here's one for you. You might like this one. In fact, uh, why? Why did Paris Hilton absolutely refuse to sit on the toilet seat at Courtney Love's house?
Well, she couldn't. Courtney was already dead on it. Pow, boom! Yeah. Now, Neil Hamburger, Kanye West or 50 Cent? You got anything for us for Kanye West or 50 Cent? Well, I think uh, it was 50 cents. He's the guy that said he would retire if he was outsold. So I'm going to vote for uh, Kanye West to sell more records so we at least get one of them off the uh, music-making scene. And then we'll hope Kanye West makes a, a, a similar deal with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And we can just wipe out all these uh, poor entertainers somehow. In Canada, there's a very popular group called Finger Eleven. Oh, boy, yeah, they are the pitch, huh? That is some real garbage. What is the other one I really would like to run over with a Mack truck? Oh, Billy Pilgrim. Ever hear of them? Anybody in the audience hear to, heard of them? Billy Talent? Billy Talent? Okay, is that it? They're a bunch of idiots, right? Am, am I right? These dumb, uh, just stupid little kids, right? Annoying little brats, huh? Jumping on the bed. You know when you have somebody over your house and they jump on the bed and the bed springs get all screwed up? That's what these people are doing, except in a musical way, and uh, I, I do not care for them. But you probably uh, don't want to air that, because then uh, we, we both get uh, beaten to a bloody pulp by an angry lynch mob. And you are Neil? Hamburger. And Neil Hamburger, what about some more jokes here about Corn, the Foo Fighters, or Nelly Furtado? Can you offer up any of those? I, you know, I don't have a joke, but I have something that's sort of interesting. Do you know uh, when... The, this isn't a joke, so uh, don't put this on good film. Use the secondary films. Get that down, though. Is that symbolic of your career, Nero Hamburger? The Comedy Fest banner falling down. It might be both of our careers after uh, today's interview, but uh, you know when the Foo Fighters did the... Um, that album, what was the, the album uh, with the two discs that they did recently? It was called... Uh, uh, our latest album, Double Disc, and one one of the uh, one of the discs was all acoustic, and the other was all uh, electric. You know, they play for those who are watching who don't follow rock and roll music. The Foo Fighters is a very popular uh, and wonderful uh, rock and roll band. You know, with the electric guitars and the um, screaming and crapping on plates and all the stuff that the rock and roll bands do. So they did this double album, one disc all acoustic, one disc all electric. And would you believe the day that came out, you know the famous Tower Records on the Sunset Strip, very famous record store. The day that record came out, they had to hire a waste disposal company to bring in a gigantic uh, dumpster the size of a Mack truck and they had to put it right on the outside of the parking lot because as people drove out of the parking lot with their new Foo Fighters album, they were opening up, taking the second acoustic disc and tossing them. By the end of the day, the entire dumpster was overflowing with disc two. It was very, very sad. Have you discovered your records anywhere, Neil Hamburger? Oh, yeah. Well, we had a similar thing, but it was a smaller dumpster because, uh, you know, we didn't press very many of them. But uh, I got a fine from... Uh, the, uh, is it Cook County, in Ch where Chicago is? I got fined. I got summoned uh, to court there because there were so many of my unsold CDs in the landfills, and I guess they, they were leaching uh, toxins, you know, into the soil uh, at an unhealthy rate, you know. You're allowed to dump only so much motor oil uh, or uh, old paint, uh, household waste, uh, unsold CDs, any of these toxic things, and it was, le it was leaking into the drinking water there. And uh, so we, we were in court for ages on that. 
Neil Hamburger, any jokes here regarding Justin Timberlake, Brad Pitt, Lindsay Lohan, or the Spice Girls? They're all horrible. Is that, is that what you want? Well, something a bit more specific, baboom. Uh, why did the Spice Girls cross the road? Well, to battle out with each other in bankruptcy court. Baboom, Neil! A uh, hamburger. What about Tom Cruise or Green Day or My Chemical Romance? Oh, I have some on, on, on uh, Mr. Cruise, but these are, you know, strictly triple X uh, rated type of jokes. Now, uh, you can't do that anymore on TV, thanks to folks like you who abused the system. Um, as for the other two, I don't, I don't have any material on them. I mean, we could take another joke about, uh, you know, my, one of my Dave Clark Five jokes and dust that off, maybe turn it into a chemical romance joke. Or a but Green Day joke. Green Day, you know, all the young groups. Do you have any jokes you'd like to offer up here, winding up here, Neil Hamburger? Some jokes here of the rock and roll persuasion to hit the people with. You know, what's going on? Lindsay Lohan, you know, Cher. You know. The, the, new, the new sort of groups that this audience is, okay. Uh, contemporary, topical humor is what you're looking Musical. Pop culture. Topical music. All oh, right, here's one for you. Um, why? Why did Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper all retire from the music industry in 1959? Well, because their vocal cords were all damaged in an accident. Baboom! Yeah. <laughs> Neil Hamburger, do you have a joke for Gerald Ford? Oh, we have uh, actually about a dozen on those, on Gerald Ford. I guess I'm curious. I'm interested in Gerald Did Ford. Know? Did you know that we had those jokes? I was told by Canadians canned ham that you have some Gerald Ford jokes. Yeah, we had a whole string of those, but uh, they're banned from Canada. When I was uh, entering through uh, the, the customs today, I was, uh, they took them from me. They strip-searched me. I'd hidden the Gerald Ford jokes under my arm in a capsule, a little capsule. I'd rolled them up, put them in, a, emptied out a vitamin capsule, rolled the Gerald Ford jokes up on um, Chinese fortune cookies on the back of those, rolled it up, put it in the vitamin capsule, put them under my arm, and I was standing like this. And the officer says, oh, what do you have there? And he scanned my passport, and he said, you have a prior uh, record for smuggling in uh, Gerald Ford jokes. We're gonna have to search you. And sure enough, they found all five of these jokes I had, confiscated them, I don't have them anymore. I can't tell them, they're gone. So uh, I'm very sorry. Fortunately, we did record them on an album. What about Canadian jokes? Are canned ham featured in any of your jokes? Legends, Cam, canned ham from Vancouver. You know, I wish they were. We're doing a Christmas album, uh, which is gonna be released, I think, in February. Uh, with canned ham. I'm doing a, some guest appearances with the great uh, entertainment masters, uh, masters of song and dance and vaudeville canned ham. You got to have them on your show, huh? I love the canned ham. Well, why, why are you interviewing all these dirty uh, punk rock guys when you could talk to canned ham? Well, actually, I've talked to canned ham, but we're going right back to Neil. Uh, hamburger. So, Neil, any Canadian jokes, any jokes that you've brought into Canada that you can tell the people out there? Oh, um... Something for the kids. Uh, why did uh, Burton Cummings leave the guest who? Guess who? Because he had uh, his own album to do. Baboom! Yeah, yeah, I know. Neil Hamburger, 
you are interesting because not only do you tell the jokes, you also have recorded albums or know about people that have recorded albums like Sounds of Restrooms. What can you tell people about relaxation CDs? Well, you find them sometimes in your hotel room, you know. Uh, I can't. I don't have much information on that. I'm sorry to the say. The final relaxation CD. There's some interesting CDs that people out there have done. I've heard of them, but uh, I don't have. I'm not privy to that information. You'd have to get. What you got to do is uh, get a computer or a card catalog at a library, and then you can really do the research. I'm. I, I'm not up on the new things. You know, I don't even know uh, what people are putting on their hot dogs these days. You know what I'm saying? Don't have the current trends. But you are America's number one, the world's number one, the teen's youngest number one comedian, Neil. Uh, Neil Hamburger is, uh, is the name, and uh, we are trying to, uh, to uh, stay number one somehow, stay on top of things, you know, because uh, you can slip real fast, you know. As, as you, I'm sure you've interviewed some people on their way down, right? Who's on their way down? Well, a lot of these people, you know, the comedians, some of the ones you've probably talked to, musicians that you've interviewed, a lot of these people, it's over. Careers are over. It's, and that's me too, you know, because uh, basically we, we all peak real early and then uh, you just sort of go through the motions. A lot of the groups you're seeing on Much Music this afternoon, are, uh, they don't have anything left to say, you know. They've given up. They'll keep recording, but uh, you, you can feel it, you know, when you watch the video. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't sound good. They don't look good, and you don't. You feel like washing your hands after hearing their latest single, and uh, that's too bad. But I'm afraid that's 90 percent of of what's on the channel right now. How can you tell that they're bad? How do you get this feeling, Neil Hamburger? Well, it's like how when you see a man on the street, a homeless man, and you see that his his pants are stained, yellow stains, and and there's urine dribbling down his uh, his pant, his leg. You know, you could say, oh, this man's probably not happy. And uh, similar with these groups, you, you see a sour sort of demeanor on their face, and you hear an uh, ugly, ugly sound coming out of their mouths, you know. Uh, ear cancer is something that uh, you have to watch out for. If you're going to stay working for this sort of a channel, you've got to protect yourself uh, with some sort of inoculation, or you'll end up with ear cancer. Like uh, what happened to Siskel and e Egbert? The, guy, the movie guys, you know, were both in very poor health from watching all these terrible uh, Robin Williams movies. You know, they put them right over the edge. If those guys hadn't watched that, I'll tell you what, you would be watching them, uh, you know, running uh, Boston marathons and that type of scene. Neil Hamburger, any advice for the kids out there? Yeah, uh, go, go do, go do something outside. You know, maybe uh, learn to catch a ball or. Uh, mow a lawn, you know. Stop watching these degenerate uh, musical acts that uh, really can't hold a, a candle to the, the good old acts like the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra and that sort of thing, you know. Neil Hamburger, how did you end up on a VH1 behind the music with the Red Hot Chili Peppers? I was asked, you know, I'll do anything I'm asked. We, we'll do a VH1 behind the one uh, music special, whatever it was, or uh, we'll, you know, play at a birthday party for six kids, you know? If they've got the $5 and the pitcher of water, we're there. Now, I played at Madison Square Garden last year in December with Tenacious D. Uh, less than a month after that, I was playing at uh, Peppa's Pizza 
uh, in the, uh, the the back room, not the not the good room at Peppa's Pizza, the back room where there's no stage. I'm standing on a milk crate, uh, telling jokes to seven people. You know, so it, you got to be flexible in this business. Well, thanks so much, Neil Hamburger. Really appreciate the time. Why should people care about Neil Hamburger? Well, I just need them to. That's all. I, ju I just need that. You know, do me a favor. I mean, it's just not that hard for you to care a little bit, you know. It doesn't take any uh, money or time out of your, your horrible day, you know, that you're going to spend, uh, you know, eating uh, eating fecal type of food. Spend a little time instead uh, caring about somebody who's given uh, all that he has uh, to give and, and there's really nothing left, uh, Nardwar, to give. I'm afraid it's all over. Well, thanks so much, Neil. Please don't give up. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do. Oh, oh. Big Am, someone's at the door. Hey, it's Neil Hamburger. Merry Christmas, Neil. Hey, guys, do you have a place I can sleep tonight? Oh, it's on Christmas. Neil, what happened to the car? Well, the car was repossessed years ago, and uh, now I have no place to sleep, just like the little baby Jesus. This is the worst Christmas I've ever had. What? Oh, cheer up, Neil. You're with us. Can't him. I thought last Christmas was the worst Christmas you ever had. That was. Just like uh, each, each summer, the movies that come out are the highest grossing movies of all time. Every year. Well, every year my Christmas is the worst Christmas of all time. Well, can you guys reverse that trend? So please? do you think yes, like... Yes, we can. Wait. We can. So you're saying that every year is the worst Christmas and it gets worse and worse. So it's like sequels, like movie sequels. It's just more of the same, but more. And worse. Hmm. Well, cheer up, because we got you a present. A yeah. present? That's right. I haven't gotten a present in 21 years. We wrote you a song. Yeah, for you to sing. On our Christmas album. So that we that's, can sell them. That's that's not a present, guys. We wrote it just for you. You wrote it just for yourself to sell your album. That's right. That if you help us on our album, we'll sell more of the albums. Well, I'll do what I can. I guess if you sold one more copy, and that would double the amount of sales you're probably going to have. That's right, Neil. And you know what the other present we have for you is? Uh, a noose? No, a not a noose. Well, maybe something noose-like, but it's a noose made of bright, shiny ribbon that's wrapping your free copy of our Christmas album that you sing on when it's all done and ready. Uh, you can, uh, you know what? Uh, give that to the children's charities. No, the children don't want our record. We've been yes. doing some actual extensive marketing surveys of our demographic, and we found that this album will be marketed exclusively to people of no ages. In other words, no one's going to buy your album. That's right. So come on, let's roll the tape. Sing the song, Neil. But I don't know it. Just feel it. All right. It's Christmas. It's all about feeling. Christmas office party. It's the office Christmas party. It's the Christmas office party. What's going on in the office there? A horny game of musical shares. We've got beer and wine and a big bowl of punch. 
with lots of candy for us to munch. What's the Christmas bonus this year? A condom that lights up like Rudolph the Reindeer. It's the office Christmas party. It's the Christmas office party. It's the office Christmas party. It's the Christmas office party. Who got loaded and told off the boss? See you Monday morning, 9 o'clock sharp. When he walks in, tail between his legs. Shame-faced and ready to beg. Prickly. It's the office Christmas party. It's the Christmas office party. It's the office Christmas party. It's the Christmas office party. It's the office Christmas party. It's the Christmas office party. It's the office Christmas party. It's the Christmas office party. You know what's coming up next on the album? What's coming up next on the album? I'll tell you what's coming up next on the album. What's coming up? You tell me what's coming up. Okay, I'll tell you what's coming up. We're counting down to one of the top ten moments in hip-hop. That's what's coming up. Who's the house? LBJ, that's who. 
Are they open on Christmas? this world need but a good laugh. Agreed? Don't you think we need it? Well, that's my job, going around making people laugh. That's what I enjoy doing. What's wrong with that? My name is Neil Hamburger, and it's good to be here, where I belong, on the stage. Uh, I've been on the road for 14 years straight. Uh, in a couple of months, it weren't so straight, but we better not talk about that right now, anyway. <laughs> but don't worry, I, I didn't catch anything. Uh, yeah. But in all seriousness, folks, I've got to make a serious admission. I've been diagnosed with a terminal case of funny guy-itis. <laughs> That's right, yeah. But my doctor says it's infectious, and you'll all be coming down with laughter, so enjoy the show. Okay, well, here we go. I'd like to start things off with a moment of silence to commemorate and honor uh, one of the great men of comedy, George Burns. Yeah, so if we could just have a, a moment here. George Burns. <sighs> so, I went to one of these factory outlet malls the other day. It was my, it was my first time. It was absolutely huge. They had bookstores. They had stereo stores. They had menswear. They had furniture stores. They had gourmet chocolate stores. They had women's lingerie stores. All they need now is a heart doctor for when you get cre your credit card bill, uh, when you get your, your credit card bill in the, in the mail heart attack, you see. You'll have a heart attack. Uh, that moment of silence for George Burns, it's, uh, it's over, folks. It's over. Okay. I hate doctors, though. Uh, I went in to see the doctor, and he asked me for a stool sample and a urine sample. And I said, Doc, you should have asked me yesterday. I just sent three pairs of my pants to the laundromat. Oh. Yeah. Look, George Burns wasn't that great. Come on, let's hear some laughter out there. Let's hear some jokes. <laughs> okay. There'll be plenty of jokes tonight, don't worry, folks. In fact, we're recording the show tonight for my latest comedy compact disc. So, hey, make some noise out there. You'll be famous. That's, that's right. We'll all be on the record, too. Preserved for eternity and digitally recorded sound. Everyone's a star. Okay. Cool, guys. Anyway, 
supposed to be in the Army Reserve, and my, uh, my staff sergeant... Hey. hey, come on, guys. Cool it down. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought you wanted... Metallica! These are some hard times for me right now. I'm uh, actually going through the process of getting a divorce. Oh, what's so funny about that? It's actually a very painful situation. Well, anyway, uh, <clears throat> we're in the midst of a custody battle right now. My wife says, I'm going to take our daughter someplace you'll never go. And I say, where? She says, easy, on stage at The Tonight Show. Oh, boy. Oh, but marriage, I don't know. Our 13th anniversary fell on a Friday the 13th, and uh, as a gift, she gave me a black cat. And I said, dear, uh, don't you believe in superstition? And she said, yeah, that's why I gave you the cat. Oh, but that's my life. Yeah. You know, but one of our biggest arguments was about these warehouse membership stores. You know, the sort, Costco, the Price Club. You know these places? Where you pay $100 a year to obtain the privilege to buy 800 frozen hot dogs for 59 bucks? Yeah. Anyway, we had a membership, so uh, I bought bulk cookies, bulk candy, bulk hot dogs, and bulk hot dog buns. And after all that, I think I'm going to have to buy some bulk X-Lax if I'm ever going to get a chance to use all the bulk toilet paper that we bought. Yeah. Constipation City. Hmm. But lawyers aren't the only ones who are crazy. How about their clients? We've got this woman in Arizona who burned herself on a cup of coffee at McDonald's and sued for $20 million. Yeah. Boy, if I ever take my proctologist to court, I'll be a billionaire. Mm. But I, I do miss my ex-wife. We had some good times together. Of course, they were all before we were married. Uh. But now that I'm single, what I need to do is stock up on condoms. <laughs> uh, I said it. Condoms? I went into the store to get a few of them, and you, you just can't do that without causing a scene. I went up to the cash register and put the condoms down, and the cashier looks at me and says, Oh, would you like a salami with those? And I said, No, and she said, How about some whipped cream? Mm. Or a couple of donut holes? How about a jar of peanuts? Or a, maybe a package of ding-dongs? Oh, of course I was humiliated, but that's my life!
all in a day's work for New Well, I finally stopped smoking. Yeah, I tried to ask a waitress on a date and she dumped a cup of ice water on me and the smoke just fizzled out. Yeah, just like that joke. Yeah. I was on my way to the show today on the, uh, on the highway just outside of town and I saw a sign that said, Gusty winds may exist. Boy, you guys are mellow out here. Gusty winds may exist. Yeah, well, Santa Claus may too, but I'm not going to put up a sign. Yeah, people sure are crazy, though, aren't they? Do we have any Jews in the audience tonight? Okay, how about blacks? And any Mexicans here? Any Mexicans in the crowd? Well, I guess the bartender was right when he said this place serves mixed drinks. Okay. Now hold on, that wasn't a racist joke. It couldn't have been. It, it wasn't even funny. Look, I'm not bigoted. Yes, you are. You can be a bigot from all sides. You can be a bigot against people, or uh, you can be a bigot against comedy. You know, I think what I'm doing up here is comedy, and, uh, and I think it should be heard. And I'd like to introduce my manager right now, Mr. Art Huckman. And his lovely assistant seated right next to him, Jenny. Boy, what a horny audience we have here tonight, huh? Well, this audience reminds me of one I played to once in Paso Robles, which is a, a town just outside of Hollywood. Uh, it was full of A&R people. Yeah, I don't mean artist and repertoire, I mean alcoholic and rowdy! Okay. Uh, I had dinner with my ex-wife the other day, and uh, that can be hard. Uh, she still holds some grudges. Our waitress asked me if I wanted some salt or a lemon with my margarita. And I, I thought for a second and said, well, I'll have a salt. Next thing I know, my ex-wife had punched me in the nose. I said, what's wrong, honey? She said, nothing. You asked for a salt, and I felt like giving it to you. And then there's the battle. Letterman versus Leno. Yeah. I much preferred it when the only guy on TV was Johnny Larson. My wife's got zipper hips. Hmm. And Conan O'Brien. Who? Yeah, I've never heard of him either, and I know who he is. 
but the talk shows are out of control. And, and, and then there's motels. Boy, I stayed at a real dump last night. I called the front desk and said I had to leak in the tub. I mean, or, I, I, mean I, I called and said I had a leak in my tub. And they said, go ahead. Hmm. You know, I stayed at this motel the other day, and uh, you know how they have these little packages of soap in each room? Well, I step into the shower, open the package up, and there's a hair on the inside of the package. Now, how did that get there? Just wrapped right up in with a soap. A black hair. Come on, zipper lips. Let's hear the zipper stick. Hey. Yom Kippur's Hey. Calm down here. Nobody tells me how to do my show. I'll tell the jokes I want, when I want. Yeah, what do you think of that, sir? Oh, you're not going to answer me, huh? Oh, looks like we got a zipper lips in the audience. <laughs> hey, zipper lips. I've got zipper tips on my zippity dip dip dips. Which I used to zip my zips and zip your zaps, you zipper lips. You zipper lips, you lousy zipper lips. Zipper, zipper, zipper lips. Well, it seems like the whole country has caught top 10 list mania, so I thought I'd make my own top 10 list. Top 10 reasons you'll wake up with an orange penis. <laughs> uh, number 10. You had a bag of Cheetos before bedtime. <laughs> number 9. The neighbor's wife had orange sherbet before she came. Yeah, you see, uh, well, I won't explain it. Uh, number 8. Your new pillowcase is orange and you forgot to wash it before you for the first time. Number seven, the dog <laughs> to the rackers. <laughs> Number six, the color knob on the t didn't work right, so you took into your own hand. <laughs> Number five, the is having a two for one cyber sex. Number four. place in the swimming pool and the number one reason you'll wake up with an orange penis carrot juice
Well, what do we talk about now? We, uh, we've always got OJ, and then there's uh, Bill and Hillary in the Whitewater Affair. And we've got Newt Gingrich, and then there's kind of a hot topic right now. Celebrity liver transplants. Yeah, it's a big scandal recently. Uh, people are claiming that Larry Hagman got a liver transplant quicker because of who he was. But he got moved to the front of the list strictly because of his reputation as an actor. Hmm, the way my career's been going lately, if I needed a liver transplant, I'm sure I'd go immediately to the end of the list. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Hamburger, we're gonna have to let you die. There's an 88-year-old street bum who needs that liver more than you. Now, that was a zinger. Anyway, I was on the bus the other day, and a flasher came up to me and opened his coat, and I said, do you get off on this? And he said, no, uh, my stop's not for another ten blocks. Oh, yeah. Hey, if they were all good, I wouldn't be playing here, believe me. And then you've got these cop shows. You got Real Lives of the Cops, The Highway Patrol, all these things. You got a guy in his underwear in the middle of the road with a handful of cocaine, a broken neck, blood all over the place, and they ask him if he wants to be on TV. And the worst thing is, is he says yes. Yeah, anything to be on TV. But, truthfully, I can relate. Uh, when I was driving down the road the other day, I ran into a cat. I got out of my car. I was absolutely terrified. I thought I'd hurt him. And he looks up at me and he says, Hey, brother, it's cool. You didn't hurt me. It's cool. You see, he was a, he was a cat. Yeah, well, I've been working on that impersonation for about three years. I guess it's back to the drawing board, huh? Oh, well. But soul people are good people. Actually, I believe that all people are basically good. Shut up! Except for lawyers. Yeah. Yeah, I got a letter from a lawyer the other day. It says, uh, Dear Mr. Hamburger, you owe me $100. I called him up right away and I said, What are you talking about? I've never even heard of you. And he says, uh, Just a minute. And he puts me on hold. Okay? Ten minutes later, he gets back on the phone and he says, Look, I charge $600 an hour and you've been on the phone with me for ten minutes. That's a hundred bucks. Now pay it before I sue you for the amount of money I'll earn for the time it takes to drop the legal papers to sue you again. Yeah, you can't win. It's, uh, it's a catch-22 or another example of Murphy's Law. If something can go wrong... The following is a live presentation of CITR News. CITR 101.